Another day one Dolphins podcast once again hosted by your boy Ouch. Follow me on Twitter at YFinsYY. Here with me is my main man, Chief Sut. Follow him on Twitter at Chief Sut. Fellow lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Throw him a follow. Follow our podcast, Twitter at Day One Dolphins. Stay up to date. Let's get down to this miserable recap of this Patriots game. <laughs> What's going on, Sut? Uh, I know we aren't, but I feel eliminated, bro. Like genuinely, like in my heart, like we we're not in it. We have no business. We're gonna run Skylar Thompson and Mike Glennon, like Mike Glennon, baby. <sighs> next man, that's gonna be the next man up. And I remember when Mike Glennon was hot in Tampa, like pre Jameis, he was on billboards, he was on car commercials. Glennon was popping with that big old neck, but. <laughs> ah, man, long Just put us out of our misery so we can start on these off-season episodes and start looking at the draft class. Tell me it wouldn't be the icing on the cake to lose the last game with Mike Glennon as your starter. I have already assumed this game is lost. That's how I felt last week. Yeah, and I don't blame you. I recorded a um. What you call like a intro to the Patriots episode statistics blah 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 crashed didn't save and it was for the better to be honest because it would have been embarrassing what I had predicted I didn't really I wasn't confident but I still thought the Dolphins win because it was such a bad Patriots team which they were mm-hmm. bad um, but yeah they they still beat us because we are somehow worse um i guess now would be a good time to go on the tangent about backup quarterbacks and you can blame a lot of things for the losses this season you could blame a lot of the reason that we don't have a viable backup quarterback on multiple people you could blame chris greer from not drafting him or not you know finding one in free agency you struck out with jacoby Brissett and now teddy bridgewater you could i mean but then again we signed three quarterbacks to the roster and then you have skylar thompson going out there and looking like he doesn't belong out there at all which we both advocated for him as a you know emergency qb and a developmental qb qb <laughs> emphasis um, on developmental yeah, well, he's doing his development, <laughs> developing out on the field live in game time, and it ain't looking good. He does look a lot better when he has, like, the week's prep. You know what I mean? That Vikings game, he looked okay. I'm not going to lie, bro. I think we could get away with him as, you know, a viable backup if we treated him more like uh, the Ravens treat Huntley when he comes into the game. They basically turn it into a high school football game where there's going to be no passing unless it's a play action little boot to Mark Andrews for five to six yards and let him get upfield. But outside of that, it's basically run the ball with the entire stable of running backs and design QB runs. And when Skyler like drops back and and panics and runs, he looks good. He can run. But yeah. And this is the exact conversation that I I have with. Pat, who was on for the Niners episode with me, 
and it's talking about the difference between the 49ers roster and our roster and how everyone wants to compare the play calling and what this you know scheme is built upon and the differences lie in our ability to run the ball compared to them so does Brock Purdy look like a pretty good quarterback absolutely does it probably make it a, a hell of a lot easier that it's a run first offense that succeeds running the ball before the quarterback's even a thought yes and that is what we lack in Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Mike McDaniel knows something that we don't, and he knows that our run blocking is not good, or if he knows that on 10 attempts we're not going to convert five times. I don't know what it is. That's I don't know thing, if it's though. that or if he really gets lost in the play calling, but one way or another, we're not running the ball. We're not changing our game plan when Skylar Thompson comes out on the field. We're treating Skylar Thompson like he's Peyton Manning or Dan Marino with the play calling and expecting him to push the ball down the field. I don't know if Mike McDaniel's like super arrogant and he's saying, you know, my play calling is going to so good and passing game is so, you know, schemed open that anyone can do it or he really believes in his quarterback to a fault. Maybe he's such a good coach that he just believes in his guys to a fault. I don't know. I really have no idea. But. If you do believe in your guys to that level, you have to help them out and you have to run the ball. And we talk in the group text about Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They haven't had decent offensive lines like on paper over the last couple of years, and they don't care. So if McDaniel's issue is that he doesn't feel like our offensive line is good enough to run the ball, well, these other teams that squeeze out close wins and win perennially, they run the ball regardless if they think they can or not. They just do it. And if early on, you know, they're only averaging three a clip, whatever. But by the end of the year, they're averaging four, 4.5 on the year. They have over 1,500 to 2,000 total rushing yards. Like, we can do that. We just come off of it and it i feel like it's a limiting belief he just feels like with the person that we can't get away with it so we don't try then he almost does what tua does and locks his eyes onto what we're gonna do so what we're gonna do is pass the ball on them whether it's teddy whether it's skyler whether it's cedric wilson whether it's mike glennon whether it's brandon sutton like we're going to pass the ball on people and they can figure it out and it's not working no more and that's not the way, yeah, that's not how it's supposed to work unless you have like a pro- prolific passer. Like you have somebody who's just going to do. Unless you have three of them, bro. Who's near perfect. Yeah. I mean. Because if a guy goes you down. You can't help the fact that Tua goes out, right? Like you said, you have to dumb it down after. You got to like chill out because yeah, Teddy's Teddy's good and Skyler's good, but it's not like, you know, Peyton Manning goes down and then Tom Brady comes in and then after that it's Phillip Rivers. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think that. Well, let's look at you said you wanted to bring up the Ravens as uh as an example, yeah. right? So, right here, the Ravens asked Tyler Huntley to throw the ball twenty one times the entire game. That's how many times Skylar Thompson threw the ball just in the half that he was that's, in. That's that's how many times Teddy Bridgewater threw before Skylar Thompson came in on Teddy. the attempts. So just about 19 and then 21. And that's what Tyler Huntley was asked to do the entire game. Did Tyler Huntley win that game? No, he didn't. Either way. Which I think is very, very relevant for the people who are chirping about Tua being injury prone and 
like 16 out of 32 starters this year missed a bunch of time as a quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. You need to have a better backup plan if your quarterback's Tua, obviously, but they're losing games over there in Baltimore without Lamar. I, it just is what it is. The 49ers aren't losing games because their roster's built. Yeah. They have, like, I don't know, an entire defense full of pro bowlers <laughs> and a couple Hall of Famers. In, in Lamar's defense, I mean, they were barely winning games the with Lamar. The best left tackle in all of football. Yeah. Probably one of the best running backs of our entire generation Probably. who can also line up as a wide receiver. Yep. One of the best play callers of our generation. Probably the best. I think you could give him the best. Related to another great play caller of another generation. Ah, and his paw before him and his pappy before him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Shanahan's, so. they've been calling plays since 1822. They called the first play. <laughs> Their kicker doesn't miss kicks. You know what I mean? I mean, that's funny because Robbie Gold did miss a kick, and that's why it went to overtime. But but he traditionally is pretty still, good. Yeah, yeah. They're and they're. I'll stacked, take a miss kick from bro. Robbie. They have they they don't have a front seven. They have like a front twelve because they have so much depth, and, and they can just rotate guys in. And they'll draft two more next year, and they're going to do it on day one or day two every year, no matter years what. Ahead. They're always a couple years ahead. It started when they. When, well, I'm saying in the rebuild, they're a couple years ahead of where we were in the rebuild. Technically, yeah, true. years three in the rebuild we should on their pace we should have made a lost a super bowl this year yeah is the is the 49ers pace that was you know and then the next year was the year they got super injured and didn't do anything like they lost almost all their players only won like five games that season or something Trey lance and then immediately the next season i believe they went back to winning the nfc championship and lost that game Versus the Rams. Um, that was a year where literally yeah, every injury to them was key injury, and it happened early and in bunches. Like, they, they lost yep, a linebacker, they lost, they lost Bosa, they lost everyone very fast, and it was like, all right, well, this is a wash. And hey, you saw them trying to compete against us, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker. Made them look like Megatron we hung 40 and Tom them. Brady out there. <laughs> like, that's what happens when you're missing five DBs. Yeah. I, there's nothing that you can do when your quarterback gets hurt and your second string guy takes the reps all week and you're planning for this guy all week to be the starter and then you play half a game and he gets hurt. Just, and the third string guy comes in. Whose football team count right now the best you can? Who has a third-string quarterback on their roster that they truly believe they can get by and win with? We've been talking about them all episodes, so I'm not going to name them. But uh, the only thing—that's the only one I can. The think only of. thing you can really do, like really do in that situation, if your third string comes in, is run the ball, dude. Like, not uh, ask him shamelessly. Not ask him lose the game trying. You know what I mean? Lose the game trying. Put your defense back on the field. Burn some clock. You know what I mean? Give them a break. But like to just keep throwing it and going three and out over and over again repetitively and like throwing interceptions and getting sacked. You're just keeping your defense out there up in the chance for them to get hurt. Like the fact that Skylar Thompson had 21 attempts, like we said, and he barely played. Raheem Moster was coming off two monster games. He had nine carries. Jeff Wilson, monster games. Some reason had more carries than Raheem, and it was still only 15. So neither running back had as many carries as two quarterbacks had attempts. That what are we what are we doing here? Like we're most offensive 
rooms want to run the ball 30 times a game. You know what I mean? Collectively, at least. Yeah. You know, and you ran it 24. So with eh, with know, the other but, thing that I think is hilarious is we knew that we were going to be going into it with Teddy and we knew like we have certain issues here and there. So if we know Perrin's not going to be playing, why are we upping trying to pass? That is clearly the best pass blocker on the team. And when he's not in, we struggle. Who is passing. the guy that was in for him? Uh, Kendall Lamb. I feel like they signed that boy in the middle of like the night on a Tuesday and just like patted him up. I and didn't say it was anything. Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> like, I don't know who he that was. was. He was blocking I've never his seen ass that off, guy bro. before in my life. Damn, he like, did. Better than Brandon Shell and Austin Jackson did. put together. Absolutely. I'm like, well, I see why you guys put this guy out there, but where did he come from? And then he got hurt. Obviously, they carried him off on a on a on, on a, a cart, uh, stretcher or something. And cart, his his ankles hurt. I knew if if he was playing well, I knew that he wouldn't last for an entire game. God forbid. But they took him out of the game. Things got rough. And again, starting the game, we should have just been running the ball at an unrealistic clip. Like 15 to 20 carries in the first quarter. Just don't even act like we have any wide receivers. Just to just to freak them out. Just to make it really simple, really easy. I like anything but what we did, to be real. And we're all McDaniel fans out here. And I feel like since we've supported him so hard, we can question a little bit. Like there's been something going on. Either it's his ego recently where he just... I don't know. Maybe it's the inexperience. Maybe they're shooting themselves in the foot with game planning and they're just seriously getting out schemed because I'm not seeing the adjustments in the second half like we were seeing early in the season. Like, do they just have us figured out? Like, I don't know. I I, I just I like I keep coming back to the only chance at finding solace in the situation is thinking that he knows something we don't about the inefficient uh, our inefficiency in running the ball. That's the only hope I have. There's some, sti- uh, you mean, you mean like some hope, statistic or metric or analytic thing that just says, you know, we can't run the ball that much. Like, just don't. I just know that he was a run game coordinator. I know that he's a run play designer. I know that he was the run uh, guru for multiple teams. I knew that he was in a room where they led the league in yards per attempt and yards overall on three different football teams so far. So there's just no way this dude is lost in the sauce. He has to know something that we don't and is thinking like, well, I know we can't get by running the ball. So like, why else would he be doing what he's doing? I don't know. It does remind me sometimes of watching what they would ask Jimmy Garoppolo to do. And it didn't, I didn't care as much because I'm not a Niners fan, but I would watch me like, why would you want Jimmy to try and squeeze that one in there? You know, maybe they do believe in their guys to a fault. You know, maybe that comes with the nice guy coaching method. Maybe he's hitting the vape pen too many times and he's just delusional and thinks that Mike Glennon's going to air it out this week. I don't know, but I can tell you who's not going to air it out. And it's Jason Sanders. Mm. And we've come on here and we've talked about him a couple times and we've been back and forth. There was the one game where we're like, well, he kind of saved his, you know, uh, he's doing better now, but I'm done. I'm officially 100% out on Jason Sanders. You've lost us at least two games, maybe three games this season. And you've missed kicks in other games that we won. I think you have to say three games since we just lost this one by two points. And he missed a a gimme, not a gimme, but actually I rescind that. It is a gimme because the only thing the Miami football Dolphins pay Jason Sanders to do is kick a ball through uprights. 
plain, simple. We don't even care if you kick a touchback. I don't care if you kick it out of bounds. I don't care what you do on kickoffs and that other crap. Nobody returns kicks for touchdowns anymore, like except on us a little bit. But either way, um, you practice all what day. What was the stat you posted? Which stat? Jason Sanders has missed a field goal in six games this season. The Dolphins are one in five in those games, and three out of five of those losses were in one-score games. Thank you. So your your one job in your whole life, your wife, your children, your family depends on you to do this one thing. You don't do it, bro. What is your purpose? What is your purpose in life, Jason Sanders? I don't know. Maybe you need to do the Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca trip. I don't care anymore. Get away from my team. Call Alindo Mare. Yeah, he's done. Where's Alindo at? That guy never missed. I don't care if he goes on to be the best kicker in the history of football. He can go do it somewhere else. I'm willing to take my chances at this point. I'm sick of him. I don't like seeing him. Not, you know what really did it for me? Mm-hmm. Was the kick in the Packers game. The kickoff. He missed a kickoff. It wasn't a squib kick. It wasn't an onside kick. He missed a kickoff. Now, Alex, right. let me ask you. You let mean me ask to you, tell dude. me. Was the team moving, though? Because like sometimes it, it might be moving a little bit. And it might be hard. Or was oh, I don't oh, give a oh, shit. Or was the ball sitting completely still, not moving, and this man ran up as he does a million times before and just doesn't kick it? Yeah. What is wrong so with this So you mean dude? to tell me that the first kickoff goes to their returner who runs it back 78, 90 yards or something like that, right? That's the first possession for the Green Bay. I'm sorry to talk too much about Green Bay this game, but that's what happens on that kickoff. And then the next kickoff, you just miss it and kick it to them so they start at their own 40, 50. With momentum, while they've been gaining momentum, you just give them some more? It's not just... The situation at hand when you decide to be the worst version of yourself couldn't be a worse time. So... We got to move on from Jason on Sanders. That, on, I'm tired of seeing him on the on team. On that point of situational, though, my boy Romano, he's the offensive line coach at St. Thomas. He uh, he was like showing me what he's looking for when he breaks down film and like what you should be doing. And one of the biggest things is like tendencies and who they go to and how good they are in crunch time situations, being two minute drills, red zone, third down, that sort of deal. And you can almost guarantee that when it comes to special teams needing a 40 to 50 yard field goal, stuff like that, we're more than likely not going to get it. Like, that's why teams are running fake punts on us on like our 30 and just doing such absolutely disrespectful stuff to us. Because like our special teams is beyond a joke and they can set they can set us up in decent field goal range and. We're more than likely going to get a penalty slash miss the field goal anyway, unless we just score a big play touchdown on the first play. Like there's there's legitimately no in between. Yeah, I've never been more upset with a kicker on our team. I would I'd rather have Cody Parkey at this point. Mm-hmm. Jupiter's um, finest. But yeah, we we deserve to lose that Patriots game. It's not much more about it. Of course there's a ridiculous amount of injuries, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. You didn't do enough to win, and it was evident. Um, yeah. Going into this Jets game, though, it looks like Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, is on the hot seat for sure. 
Zach Wilson is done. I think his career is done. Unless he has probably the most amazing development ever seen in an offseason, like Josh Allen type of leap, he's done probably, or at the very least, not going to be doing anything as a New York Jet. Maybe he gets a second chance somewhere like Washington or somewhere where they're willing to you know, go out on a limb for him since he was a former first-round pick, which is very funny. <clears throat> Extremely but funny. Jets are already eliminated from playoff contention. Um, Mike White will be the starter. Broward guy, uh, Tampa guy. He went to USF for a while. I like Mike White. I wish he wasn't a Jet, um, but he is prone to throwing turnovers. He loves throwing picks. I don't even know what to expect out of our team when we talk about a game like this, though, because normally I'd be like, oh, Mike White throws interceptions. That means we're going to come away with two, but I have no idea if our defense is even capable of catching those at this point. Xavier Howard hasn't been catching them. They've been hitting him in the hands. Seen Javon Holland drop a couple of them. Landon Roberts dropped one last game. It's just, I don't have my hopes high, even if we do play against bad teams at this point. Um, what do you what do you expect going into this Jets game with the, the entire season on the line? You mean Skylar Thompson versus Chris Streveler? No, it's... it's it it's is Mike White. Well, yeah. I hate Mike White. Uh, he was at USF, and he wasn't very good here. He, I don't think that's your alumni, bro. I don't like USF. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> for those that don't know, I was basically USF's most wanted for about three years, and I was like not even allowed on campus. Judy Genshaft can suck both of my. <laughs> I don't care about that place, and he was mid there. He's mid now. I think he's just gets it off the muscle almost. He has these glorious games where he looks like a an amazing quarterback and then he follows it up with some bum stuff or he gets hurt too. So I'm not impressed by him. I just know Salah's coaching for his job and McDaniel isn't. And again, the way we haven't been adjusting, the way we just choose not to run the ball, the way Josh Boyer lines up defensively every single game, I'd say 30% of the game, he does exactly what you should do as a defensive coordinator. I'd say another 30% of the game, he trying to kind of experiments with seeing what he can get away with it. And the rest of the game, he is just stupid. I don't know if it's his ego. I don't know if it's something that he got from Flo. But uh, over a third of the game, he's just questionable and concerning. And I don't know. With all the injuries we have, I have no hope. I just, I honestly don't care. I took a gig. I'm probably going to watch it for a little bit on my iPad, but... If we win, what, do we even make the playoffs? I don't care. Like, I think we do, but, I mean, what's your hope meter at? One to ten. Zero. Do you have any hope? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I'm going to say mine's, mine's at, like, a one where I don't have to, like, watch it play out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have a little... I have I have a little bit of hope only because a little bit of hope exists. That's the only my reason. Thing, Otherwise, I my don't. thing is listen back to you know episode three, four, five, six. Even when Tua was hurt, I was fighting through positivity and being like, "Yo, as long as we get through December, we do all that." They did everything the last two months that we absolutely positively could not do. And why should I have hope? Why should I even care? I love y'all. Because the Jets are so bad. I don't care. So are That's we. the only reason. Literally, so are we. We are, but let's... Okay, let's do worst case, best case scenario. Worst case is what we've already seen. It can't be that scary anymore. We've already bared witness I don't want to wanna say that. Skylar Thompson... Skylar Thompson looks way better when he has a week full of prep. Do I know if he's going to finish the game? <laughs> nope. 
I have no idea if he's going to make it. It would be the first time our backup quarterback make, makes it through the end of a game, though. Say, so I'm we got hope for that. Statistics say he's not he going to make better. it. <laughs> with with a whole week's worth of prep, he does. He definitely looks better. If you remember that Vikings game, he was driving. Like we were saying it, you know, he looked good. It was surprising. But let's say we win. Let's say we squeak out a win and we do end up going to the playoffs and then Tua comes back. Then what? We watch the Chiefs. What, we going to Arrowhead or something? You know what I mean? Bro, they might, if we if we play <laughs> so, the Chiefs in Arrowhead with the team that we have right now, I... It's going to drop 50 They might us. have to rule that one a no contest at halftime because it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Our defense is not built for no type of playoff run. No, at all. no. Our our offense is injured, but even if we get offensive pieces back, our defense is more injured, and there's just no way. I mean, we got Mike Glennon, though, you know? Who? <laughs> I, I know, dude. I know. So like, I just, You can't even make jokes and uh, make light of it. It's such a bad situation. You know, and it'd be one thing if at least we came out this last game and when Skyler came in, we made some, like, you know, adjustments for him, ran some screens, ran the ball, just hit some drags. But, bro, we're literally just running the same Tyreek and Jalen. You guys run posts. Everyone else find a spot in the zone. And let's pray the pass blocking holds up. And, like... I'm tired of it, bro. Like y'all broke me. I was looking at playoff tickets and planning for a playoff tailgate and looking at like seating and stuff like that two and a half months ago. Y'all broke my spirit and figure it out. I don't know. I can't believe it. I'm not on the fire grid. I, mean, I know tip, they do but this I every year. This year hurt the most though, because it felt so different. Everything felt different. We were yeah. almost getting the media on our reluctant. side. We, we never got the refs on our side. That would have been like the big shift. But like we were getting the media like that had never happened before. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. That guy, Emmanuel Acho, just disappeared now. He doesn't talk about the Dolphins anymore. He used this for the glow up. Yeah, I know. But I mean... The Jets already beat us once when Skylar Thompson was the quarterback. Just for the sake of the Jets-Dolphins rivalry, I would enjoy watching us beat the Jets just to make sure they know. Um, I don't want to have to listen to them as fans. And who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I want, the only thing that it, that is even keeping me any sort of hope is the two lamest, most worthless philosophies in football which is any given Sunday which is just the most desperate the very very rock bottom of desperate hope if all you got to hold on to is well you know any given Sunday anybody can win that's bad and that's what I got How, why are we there why why is that what we're talking <laughs> about we, we were a Super Bowl contender <laughs> in uh October like <laughs> we were a Super Bowl contender Right when Trent Shurfield caught that pass on the first play of the game versus the Niners was our peak Super Bowl contention. Yes. And then around halftime is when everything started coming back. To I don't even think it was halftime. I think it was that first Bosa sack. And it was like, oh, God, that guy is here. <laughs> oh, man. That was awful. Like, but hey. If Robert Sala from the Jets gets fired, 
very interesting to to potentially hire him as the defensive coordinator. I don't. He's boys with Mike. I don't think you let twelve hours pass without flying him in and, and signing him. Legitimately, yeah. like he comes helps us turn around the scheme. We run a more zone based scheme, um, maybe like a quarters or or you know maybe you could either get rid of Xavier Howard or keep him. You probably replace Jerome Baker and Landon Roberts. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to replace Landon Roberts. 5-5 five, five stays. I don't know. I, I, don't, I mean, We already he, extended him, though. Like, I don't believe he's up this year, is he? It doesn't matter. They'll fuck, they could figure something out. If they, don't, if they want to trade him, they'll trade him. He's a good player. He, he'd but, be our Mosley. And I feel like your better option would be to find another linebacker to go next to him. And I agree with the quarter scheme. You don't need X for that. You can actually figure out how to make it work with Cater and the rest of them. You're not utilizing what Jerome Breaker was originally even brought in for. Like, you had him. He's so good at rushing the passer. And you don't do it with him anymore at all. can't. He's fast. He He has to guard the running back or the tight end. Or spy the quarterback and, because we don't have a competent guy that's smart great. enough to do any of that. He's not amazing at guarding tight ends and he's not amazing at stopping the run either. I, if you notice, Javon Holland does a lot of the work in the run game. Alandon Roberts does a lot of the work in the run mm-hmm. game. And Jerome Baker's, he's just kind of, he's there and to me, he's really, really good for sideline to sideline, but now we have Jalen Phillips who helps out with that immensely. And Christian Wilkins, um, dude. Watch any film. He's sideline to sideline. Yeah, I don't like seeing him do that because I'm like, just take it easy. We need you to like not be out of breath for this next Bro, play. Bro, he never is. That's my. That's like the thing. Like I would say the same, but like, dude, it's every play. Like He's not out of breath. And then we get a turnover. We score on offense. He's the first player celebrating with the guy that just scored a touchdown. Like It's an yeah. unreal motor. He is like a child. Like, like That's the only thing you can really compare him to. Like He doesn't stop, ever. I hope he shows up this game. Um, we might need 10 sacks out of him to win this damn game, dude. Like, I have no hope. Because, again, you're coaching against a guy that has nothing to lose. When we coached against LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, who had nothing to lose, we got smacked up and we got out-schemed with a fat lead. At almost full strength. Like, Yeah, but three interceptions in the fourth or whatever, that's how you lose that one. Otherwise, it wasn't even enough time for even even Aaron Rodgers. There wasn't enough time unless we gave you the ball back that many times. Brother, why are we chucking back and throwing the ball when we still have the lead like that? In the first place. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the answer like, to that. Again, it, it goes Texans back to just game, running the ball. There's so many different... It was the second half of the Texans game, which was the first time that I was extremely worried about the play calling. And I was like, yo. Yo, you're going to get somebody like, hurt out here, coach. Like, Yeah, what are we doing? But we were winning that game, so it didn't really matter. And then the rest of the games after that were the ones that we started losing, doing the same thing. And it mattered a lot more. But It's been all a downswing since. Oh, uh, we can only. But hey, it's our team, dude. We know what we signed up for. Yeah. Um, I would like to take a second to... Um, talk about um, that Bills uh, Bengals game and uh, pray for DeMar Hamlin and his health hopefully that dude is okay that was scary that was scary to see yeah. 
just as a football fan. You know, I don't think I've ever seen anything that serious before. It's kind of crazy that it hasn't happened, but never. I mean, Ryan Shazier or whatever is the only thing that even comes close, in my opinion. But to watch all those players on the sideline, like, crying and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, immediately watching them, like, CPR, it's, that's some real intense, like, bone-chilling situation. Yeah. Um, Shazier was tough, was too. And I, wasn't Shazier also there? I don't know. I was thinking about how dude's mom's in the stands, you know? Like, Damar Hamlin's mother is in the, in the game, at the game in the stands. I'm having to watch that. That's just, ugh. Whole fam was there. That's intense. Yeah. It, bro, literally oh. the Shazier play happened against the Bengals at home. Yeah, the Tua thing happened at the Bengals home against the Bengals at home as well. But I was reading about it. They use a slit film turf. So there's like three or four different turf fields that people use. And that one's a slit film turf. And I guess it's like, I think I said something about it when we went into that match. It's like supposed to be one of the fastest turfs. You know, you run the fastest on that. But man, I don't know. People, players say they wake up more sore afterwards. You know, it's, it just takes a toll on your body, let alone if you get hit in the head. Or obviously for Tamar, it's not, in his case, it was a little bit more like a freak accident, like unique with the cardiac arrest that he went into with the hit. But like anyone hitting their head or their body on the ground and turf, players are all against that. I don't know why they haven't changed it yet. It A lot of the stuff they do doesn't make sense. That field, the other field. But at the end of the day, like you can only do so much when scary stuff like that happens. Wish him the best. It's just, bro, life's, life's short. Yeah. Hopefully I get to see the Dolphins win before my time is up. But what do you think? Uh, let's wrap this up. Let's see. Just throw me a score. Skylar Thompson makes it through all four quarters. We run the ball 25-plus times. It's against the Jets. Their defense pretty good. They got nothing to lose. Their offense isn't great. Our defense has been playing really poorly, but they've been they've shown up in a couple situations. You know what I mean? Situationally, they've showed up even though they're not that great. Um, I'm going to say Sauce Walker. Or not Sauce Walker. That's my boy, Texas yeah, yeah. rapper. Sauce Walker, yes sir. But I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, Sauce Gardner doesn't get a pass interference flag the entire game. Is owed at least three. Uh, of course, it's the only way you can do it. I'm gonna say Keon Crossan gets three pass interference flags. He probably owes is owed all three Minimum. as well. That boy don't even turn around and think about looking for the ball. He's just running into people. Nah. Score ends up twenty four to seventeen. Jets. 24-17 Jets. Dang, you think we scored 17 points? Two touchdowns and a field goal? You, you, One of them is all Tyree killed by himself? You, you, Tyree kicked a field goal? I'm hoping that the field goal is going to be like we <laughs> stopped at the five-yard line. Because <laughs> if it's anything further away than five yards, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. I'm going 24-9. to nine. I think oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Safety uh, because we're gonna make we're gonna score a touchdown and miss the extra point because Jason Sanders sucks. And um if it's three field goals or a safety or what, man. <laughs> you know what? I could just change it up, but I don't think he'll make three field goals. And then um, uh, if he has to attempt three, he's missing at least yeah. one. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he'll miss an extra point, 
and then he'll make a field goal from like 25 yards out. So nine. Yeah. What a life. I was uh, I was well, I was predicting every game we were hanging forty on everybody for like a month straight. Yeah, you just said nine <laughs> points, so I don't know, man. I also hey, if for what it's worth, I'm I'm a realist and like in the games where we didn't have Tua, I didn't really expect crazy offensive performances until Tua got back. And as Tua has like come back and shown that he is human and that that cyborg that we got for the early part of the season, like isn't what we get all the time you know things change yeah i still love him still rooting for tua this still QB1, is, I, I still have a sliver of hope and if you're more of an optimist than we are i understand why you have hope the jets are a bad team if we come out looking like the better version of the jekyll and hyde team of the miami dolphins we've seen this year and we go out there and we actually you know convincingly roll the jets with skylar thompson at quarterback and tua announces that he's going to come back all right. It ain't that much different than any other time we've seen the Dolphins be in the playoffs. It looks like they squeak in. It looks like they're not supposed to be there. And we have a tiny, tiny bit of hope where we get to watch them fight to not be a first-round exit if they do go in. And, now, I'll say this. You know, I'll say this. If we come out here with all the subs and McDaniel schemes up a really good game and we do hang like 30, 40 points with Skyler... And then the following week, you're talking about getting Yeesh. Tua, Taron, Chubb, and X back. Then we can talk. Because Tua did go toe-to-toe with Mahomes a couple years back, throwing to Lynn and them boys. Like, it would be a good matchup going back to Arrowhead if we have all the Brodies. But I'm not talking about we get Tua back and maybe X. I literally mean... If we, I'm shocked that they held them out. Like, so you mean to tell me Teron Armstead was questionable, Bradley Chubb was questionable, Xavier Howard was questionable, all in a game that may be the last game of the season. Yep. And none of them played. Yep. Whose decision was that? Chris Greer come over and let let Mike know, hey, these guys aren't playing. What? Yeah, I don't know. You've been playing through injuries the entire season, and this is the game that you're not willing to play through injury? I just, there's so much stuff that doesn't make sense. That feels like throwing. But, like, again. Feels like they gambled and thought, like, ah, we can can beat the Patriots without these guys. Give them a a week to rest, and we'll be ready. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, well, bad call. And I think, yeah, I think it's fine. It's not the end of the world. But if McDaniel can come out here and coach not try to get cute not trying to pass it 40 times with skyler but like do what we ask every week you execute you win the game and all the dogs come back you can shake something up in the first round for sure or or at least not get the doors blown off of you i think armstead Tua, x and chubb all of them i mean bro that's the core of our team like we can't expect to like compete with super bowl teams without all of them without one of them yeah, it's probably our, not gonna help the players that made us good you know that's like saying well i mean our pass rush and run defense would be fine without christian wilkins like it would take a hit like no it wouldn't it would be significantly worse when taron it armstead was significantly worse when we missed raekwon davis let alone the the god honestly we've moved on from christian wilkins zach sealer is that boy and i love when john jenkins comes in but like they're a one two three punch yeah man that is just among the best in the league yeah bro 
It's the highlight of our entire team. At this and point. honestly, when Taron plays, our offensive line looks like a highlight. When he does not play, it looks like we need to draft five new linemen. It's like night and day. Oh, speaking of linemen, let me let's let's wrap the episode f- for real here. Yeah, All right, yeah, we're yeah. we're done. But the last thing I want to <laughs> say is, I've been telling y'all about Liam Eikenberg since the day we drafted him. Since the day we traded up to draft that ugly. I don't want him on the team next year. I don't even want him to be on a team that I have to watch on a primetime game. I don't want to see him play anymore. I don't even want to watch his brother on Ohio State play linebacker ever again. I'm tired of the Eichenberg family. I don't want it. I told you guys I would eat a lemon with the peel on like the Barstool Sports guy if he turned into a reliable left tackle. That was done years ago. They tried to make him move him into guard. For all we know, the only reason that he even is a serviceable guard when he's out there is because he's next to an anchor like Toron Armstead. Worthless player. Get him off the team. I'd rather see... I'd rather go on a, a Hawaiian vacation retreat with Austin Jackson and, and hang out with him in an Airbnb than ever watch Liam Eikenberg take another snap for the Miami Dolphins ever again. You got hay in your heart, let it out. Yeah, it's out. <laughs> Kim. You said it the moment we drafted him. So get it out your system, Unbelievable. Brother. I couldn't believe that we, dra- we, we moved up. Moved up. We moved up. Yeah, to get that. Who's not even better than Bob Jones. Like... He he's one of the best guards in the why league. Why did Bob Robert? Jones why did he is. get demoted? I mean, Hunt, not Jones. Sorry, Robert Hunt's one of the best guards yeah. in the league. Robert Jones is because he's good at run blocking, I believe, and not as good at pass blocking. I, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is for it, other than Liam's younger and they want to see what they got, and he had already won the starting role in the offseason so they just gave it back to him which was a mistake Mm -hmm. they're underestimating maybe it was because Teron wasn't going to play on the left maybe like I said him being the anchor helps out both of those guys Robert Jones and Liam Eikenberg whoever's playing left guard probably you know reaps benefits of being next to Teron I mean wouldn't you he's like calling stuff out before the play he's 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 blocking two people. If you make a mistake, he's just on top Bro, of it. It's like but, having me on the class project. You know for a fact you're going to get an A, and you really don't got to do that much. Just don't mess up. My heart's messed up, but I got to get out of here, and we're going to wrap this up. Ow, ow. Thank you for another loyal listen, listeners. Um, this will be one of our final of the season. Um, looking forward to the next one more so than this one. Just wanted to get through this episode real quick. Touch base on the Patriots monstrosity. Touch base on the hopeless Jets game coming to, to, to finish the season. If for some crazy chance we win and we're headed to the playoffs, the next episode will be very exciting. Until then, follow me on Twitter at YFinsYY. Follow Sut at Chief Sut. Follow the podcast at Day One Dolphins. Thank you. And fins up. Keep your head up. He is for the, for the sum. <laughs> Not again. Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We drink the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Get rid of Miami Dolphins.